UX Podcast, episode 45, brought to you from UXLX 2013 in Lisbon, Portugal. Thursday, May 16, 1 p.m. Listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology, and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Hello and welcome to episode 45, 45 of uh, yeah, UX Podcast. We're broadcasting, sort of, from the conference in Lisbon, UXLX. Yep. And, it's uh, day two. Yep. Second day of workshops. You're listening uh, to me, Pax Paul. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm James Royal Lawson. <laughs> we're getting bad at remembering that. Yeah. yeah. And we're standing here with uh, Luke Rabluski. Uh, hey, guys. I Hello. just called you the forms guy who turned into the mobile first guy. <laughs> Do you like those? Uh, those labels? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's sort of like I'm getting typecast, yeah. I guess, a little bit. <laughs> so I need to change it up. I need to have a third one. Maybe, yeah. maybe after three, people will... Just assume it's me yeah. <laughs> versus any specific breakout yeah. labels. Yeah. So we're right after the first, first workshop, workshop session uh, on the second day of UXLX. Yep. And you attended Luke's I was uh, in Luke's. workshop. Yep. I was just uh, came out of John Kolko's yep. workshop. You seem to really enjoy that. Yeah, he, he's, um, he's, a, he's a crazy guy. And he, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't let us have the break. No, I saw He just ran right through it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't keep people away from coffee no, early said, in the morning. Exactly. That's what's sweet about the lack of coffee. He said, if you want to walk out, fine, walk out and get get your coffee but I was like yeah I don't want to but do you that. couldn't bring coffee in you're not allowed yeah, exactly you weren't allowed to bring it in no, so. you can bring your yeah. bottle of water that's, in but that's, that sounds inhumane in. to me <laughs> no it is but um, no no when I was in Luke's this is the second time you've done the workshop This you did yesterday yes, didn't you? I did it yesterday yeah. I did it again today yeah does, um, how does, it, does it feel good to to kind of run it through a second time was this a better one than yesterday I uh, yeah, usually it gets better and better. Yeah. If not, then I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the first time I've done it in like a three-hour format, so there's some adjustments in terms of the timing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, each time you do it, hopefully you're getting better. Mm. That's what a little bit what I thought now with the three-hour format and yeah, do it the second time. You mm. get to feel yeah, the tighten, it, tighten it up a little bit, figure out what you can get in. I think yeah. the hardest thing about doing workshops for me is uh, managing them in a way that there's a a good flow from the beginning to yeah. end, so yeah. it feels like they come together, and you don't you tie up all the loose ends. And uh, when you're constantly doing them with different sets of hours, that's mm. hard to do, yeah, right? Because you don't know what you're actually going to get done, and you don't know right. what you can wind back up mm. and, um, yeah, and skip. Yeah, but still make sure you've got the concrete take-homes at the end. Though. Exactly. Yeah. So you get better at that the more you do it. Yeah, because um, you know how much you can actually talk through. Mm. How do you find presenting to an international audience like this where everybody's not really confident with the language? Like a third of the people here are from America, as far as I can tell. You know, interestingly, though, over the years, I find it becoming less and less of an issue, Mm -hmm. the language barrier, because honestly, the more places I go, the more people speak English very, very well. And I remember several years back, like, like the first time I came out to Lisbon was in 2006. And even back then, there was a lot of translation going on, and a lot of the audience was not very, you know, English-focused, if you will. Or not comfortable, I think, is a better word, right? But now that's totally changed. And, uh, you know, this whole conference is basically running English, and you rarely hear any Portuguese. I wonder if if that's the the digital 
generation mm. moving up a little bit, and we're getting a few ones here younger. Could and be, English could be. Become... Or, or it's international audiences coming yeah. here. Right? Like, I think uh, Bruno told me, you know, out of however many people they have, four or mm. five hundred, less than a hundred are actually from Spain and Portugal. Yeah, tomorrow I think there's yeah. eighty. I think eighty workshop days. Mm. Workshop days is even less. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's a very international audience. Yeah. They come from all over, and when mm. it's an international audience, English is still the language of. The international language of love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. Of design in this case, but yeah. yeah. Um, talking about the workshop now, um, which was we focus mainly on um, um, navigation, mobile navigation, um, oh. across the huge, ridiculous amount of devices that we've got now, the, the un- mm. uncontrollable amount of devices, um, which is really good fun. Like you pointed out that now we've 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 gone through the looking glass and the glass now, and we, we can't focus <laughs> on um, particular devices anymore. It's impossible. Um, yeah. Not really. It's, even though we can mm. management. People somewhere. still want to. They'll say iPad. They'll say iPhone. Oh, and you look yeah. at the stats, and you'll see that certain services and certain sites will be dominant. Oh, by the airplane. But it's a bit of a chicken and egg there that, of course, everyone, you know, your site is optimized for that. People have got that just now, but it can change really quick. Oh, yeah, and it does change really quick. Like, I mean, what's to say Apple, you know, Apple just introduced this uh, iPhone 4, mm. which all of a sudden added a whole bunch more space down below. And if yeah, you have something road. designed for 320 by 480, yeah. you're hosed. And when they inserted mm. the um, retina displays, mm. all your images all of a sudden started to yes. look like crap. Mm. So even if yeah. you're just designing for the iPhone mm. or for the iOS ecosystem, you still got stuff that you need to keep up with and adapt to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think you're missing out on a huge opportunity if you're only fo- targeting one platform, right? The whole power and purpose of the web is to reach as many people as possible. And if you say, well, I just want to reach mm. X amount of those, well, then go build a native app. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, you line yourself up for an awful lot of um, rework in a, in a short space mm-hmm. of time. You could say it's an accessibility issue then. So yeah, you, to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, they need to reach more people. Yeah, and that's and again, that's the whole point of the web. Like the way I always make people always ask, you know, native apps versus web. Mm-hmm. Which one should I do? And it's always versus, versus, versus. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the question is really versus. It's more like how can the two complement each other? Mm-hmm. So the web is all about reach, right? Every one of these devices, all these new platforms, they all got a pretty darn good web browser on them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the native apps are always about richness, which yeah. means you can go much deeper, you can do way more, you can do it in a better way because you have much tighter access to the hardware. And, so, and there's reasons to do both, right? There's reasons to do rich things and there's yeah. reasons to do things for reach. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a fight. No. Right? But at the same time, though, we're, with, with native apps and, and web apps, we're, we're creating two sets of, of, of navigation patterns and standards. Not completely, but I mean, it's huge overlaps, but they still... Mm-hmm. Different plans. We talked about yeah. that with the, the um, OS uh, menu, the bottom, bottom yeah. and then our, the Chrome browser is generally at the top, and move mm-hmm. menu, so on. So you're getting you're getting used to certain ways of doing it, but sometimes some people don't understand the difference between web apps and and um, native, no. and, and they move between them anyway. Yeah, and be, they move between them fluidly. But I, yeah. I do think. There's some convergence, right? So you're mm. starting to you see a lot of these toggle menu and these like mm. off canvas menu patterns, which probably means no nothing to anybody <laughs> listening in here. <laughs> sort of like crazy UX jargon. But you, you are starting to see some of the patterns from apps migrate to the web and start to work better yeah. in that environment. Yeah. Right. And I think the the key is to actually design for the right environment. Mm. Um, like a simple thing that you can do to take uh, a bottom bar pattern from a native app, which is like the little tabs on the bottom of an iOS application, make it work in a browser, just stick them on top of the screen. Mm. You can essentially keep the same labels and maybe even the same icons and things like that, but now you just adapt them to the web by putting them on the top. Um, so, th- you know, there's slight variations, but you can keep some level of consistency. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, one thing that... I think it's a challenge now when we've talked a fair bit in the workshop about the um, the ease of access, the ergonomics of, of um, touch devices. Mm. Um, and 
the, the magic zone is the, is the bottom middle, mm -hmm. or bottom left or bottom middle, okay, and then yeah. it gets harder towards mm -hmm. the, the top there, um, which we didn't talk about this so much in the workshop, but it kind of conflicts with how visually we look at pages. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And there's an interesting balance. Yeah, I think there's a difference between, you know, visually reading through something and interpreting it and then acting on it. Yeah. And a lot mm. of times, you know, like... I think you think personally, you know, it's many times an annoyance when I get like five levels of navigation before mm -hmm. I can actually even see the content, yeah. right? Like if you mm -hmm. think of something as simple as an article, mm -hmm. you're going there to read the article. You're not going there to see the 50 levels of links that this mm -hmm. site has. Yeah. And instead, every website just spews its sitemap on every single page, <laughs> yeah. assuming that you want to go everywhere at any moment's notice, yeah. right? Right, yeah. Uh, which nobody behaves mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. All those things have incredibly mm -hmm. paltry... Um, click-throughs. Mm -hmm. to, to your point earlier, though, about designing for the ergonomics, uh, Josh Clark recently has started positioning it this way. He's basically saying, we're all industrial designers now. Mm -hmm. I think that's going a little bit far, <laughs> but I do think, you know, you do actually have to consider the human body more as mm -hmm. you get into interfaces that are touch-driven because mm -hmm. they're manipulated by the human body, not proxied through a mouse yeah. and a keyboard, right? You're right. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that, that's got to be something that you yeah. start thinking about a lot more. And um, There's an excellent example of that. I don't even know. Maybe you wrote it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where you actually, we have the buttons on the iPhone. You have them at the bottom. Bottom, mm -hmm. But you're sitting with the iPad and the couch, and you have it resting on your tummy, and you can't really reach <laughs> reach yeah. below to the bottoms. But you must win. Yeah, reach it now. Just gotta start. Yeah, just exactly. gotta start working out yeah. more. <laughs> exactly. Breathe in. One more reason to work out. To yeah. Reach the buttons on the iPad below. <laughs> Yeah, but it's true. Like yeah. posture and human ergonomics are starting to fit a lot more yeah. as these things get to more direct manipulation. Mm. Right? Keyboards and mice are all about indirect manipulation. You've got some UI element proxying you yeah. essentially on the screen, but mm. when you can touch anything on the screen and interact mm. with it, it's a different mm. sort of ball game. But it's still at the same time that we need to make sure people see it because you've got yeah. to fix it on something to be able to touch it. Mm -hmm. So we, we've, we've still got to make sure that it's in the field of view, field of vision, and a place where you expect to see something. And that's one of, another one of the issues with the navigation and, and mm -hmm. trying to, to move navigation more towards the ergonomically correct place of the screen. Oh. We've got to train people now to maybe that's yeah. where you should be looking. I, I think it, you know, visual design can do a lot for that. Mm. So um, I haven't seen too many issues with that. You know, the thing that I see more is like people react strangely to the types of interfaces that are actually comfortable mm -hmm. for ergonomic touch use because they visually look different yeah, than right. the interfaces they're used to on the web. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, but you're doing a uh, talk tomorrow as well on the conference yeah. day. So for, for those of us who weren't at your workshop, do we get the gist of the workshop in, in no, your talk? No, it's, it's totally different. Different. different topic. Yeah, it's different, Actually, different I think animal. that's good. Sure. I've experienced before that people do a short versions of their workshop, and you, if you were there, you're getting the same thing again. So yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I like totally that approach. Different. Yeah. And off, um, Feather, um, last year, Derek um, mm. he, um, he did the same kind of thing, workshop, yeah. um, was all accessibility, mm. and then his um, talk on the Friday was um, about context-based mm. websites, oh. they adapt to the situation. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm still going to talk about mobile-ish things, mm. but uh, nothing about navigation. Mm. Yeah. It's all about forms and all kinds of things like that. Okay, uh, yeah. okay I think yeah. we're... We've talked longer than five minutes. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. Okay. No problem. <laughs> We've done our lunch even more. Yeah, yeah. you got to shut me up. Yeah, yeah we got to get some food. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks very much for joining yeah, us. Thank yeah, thank you. My pleasure. Thank, thank you, guys. Yeah. Excellent. Remember Appreciate to it. keep moving. See you on the other side. <laughs> You've been listening to UX Podcast with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. 
UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX.